This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This season of Double Century is on a cricketer who never became a professional. Mohibala Archiwal is his name, but he prefers to be called Archie. We don't know how talented he was because we never got a chance to see him play at the top level. That was because he was fighting for his life, his country, and his freedom. This is the story of the Shahid Afridi of Kansas. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. How are civilian government agencies tackling a hybrid multi-cloud world? Find out June 20th through the 22nd when Federal News Network hosts its third annual cloud exchange. I'm Tom Temin. My colleagues and I will sit down with technology leaders from more than a half dozen civilian agencies for a detailed look at how the government is using cloud to transform infrastructure and services. We'll talk with leaders from Justice, Energy, TSA, HHS, NIH, Transportation, CBP, and ICE. Register now at federalnewsnetwork.com. While Archie was working for the Georgian army, he had some leave. So he caught a bus from the Farah province to the Herat province, waited for a space to open up on a plane piloted by the Americans, flew to Kabul, waited for a day for a bus before finally getting back home to Marawara. His mother and one of his sisters greeted him. He expected a warm hug, food and love. But Archie's mother slapped him. And she had never done this before. He had never seen her slap anyone before, or even raise a hand, or even her voice. She had, no matter what, always respected him, even when his father did not. Now she had screamed for him to leave, to get out of her house. Archie tried to talk rationally to her, but she wouldn't listen. And he left the house that he had helped pay for, and he would stay with his sister. And then he received a phone call. Where were you last night? My sister's house. Man, you're lucky. Why? The Taliban were at your house last night to pick you up. Archie doesn't know the full details. He knows what people have told him, that his father had offered to give Archie to them. He knows that it is probably why his mother slapped him to save him. Archie went back home to confront his father, but he really couldn't make any sense of what had happened. Why hadn't his father just told him to quit, to not come home, to do anything else? Why hadn't his father told him that Rahman, the leader of the Shadow Army, had been calling him? How could his father just give up on his son and allow him to die? He never got an answer, and it was the last time he ever connected with his father. For Archie, he now felt that his country and his family, that he had been fighting for, had betrayed him for the last time. Farman was dead. His father was dead to him. Archie no longer wanted to live and die in Afghanistan. He didn't want to protect it. He wanted to leave. He applied for his special immigrant visa to the USA. 
Vice reported in 2015 that thousands of such applicants are still waiting for their visas years later. Luckily for Archie, he only had to wait six months. He did secretly come back to Marawara for one last time, where he told everyone he would be there for one week. But he actually only stayed for one day in his friend's house and then left. There is another Afghanistani cricketer who has to do things like that as well. Rashid Khan is well known for telling his friends that he's going to be somewhere that he's not, that he's going to be around for a long time when he's only planning to be around for a short time, that he'll be there in May when he actually arrives in late April. In both cases, the men do it because it's not safe in their country. In Rashid's case, it's more to do with being a celebrity. In Archie's case, it was just everyday life of being a soldier for the armed forces that weren't on the same side as the Taliban or Rahman's shadow army. In Pashtun culture, your whole family walks with you for the first 100 metres when you leave on a long journey. But because Archie didn't tell anyone he was leaving, he did that first 100 metres alone. The International Rescue Committee sponsored and helped Archie move from Kabul to Kansas. They took him to a McDonald's. He told me that he thought it was wonderful. He thought that it was like a special place. Even a standard budget hotel was so nice to him, he didn't understand that things could be this nice. It didn't even matter to Archie that due to an administrative error, he was now known as FNU, which is first name unknown. Eventually, he would get an apartment in Kansas and start lessons on how to fit into American society. At one of them, he said he liked cricket. Being that in Kansas that isn't all that much common, he was very quickly introduced to Edward Fox, who you may remember from one of the earlier episodes. Fox was an Australian man who had built his own cricket ground because he'd moved to America and cricket had been taken from him. One of the first things that Fox asked Archie when he met him was why he chose Kansas when he also had been offered New York. Archie was very plain with him. He said, the guys in my battalion told me that it was a peaceful place and I'm tired of being shot at and blown up. Fox liked Archie immediately. He wanted to help him. That he played cricket was just a bonus. And of course, Fox took Archie to his own personal cricket ground. Fox's ground isn't one of the great cricket stadiums of the world. It's a farm with an okay surface, a synthetic pitch, and a lovely changing room. But to Archie, it could not have been more beautiful. He described it as heaven. He was holding a proper cricket ball, standing on a green ground, and there were no rockets going overhead. There was no reason to have a death wish anymore. He had reached his heaven. Fox and his family would go on to embrace Archie like a son. They helped him get a job. They brought him a car. They brought him a suit. Archie would say, here I have a family, a father, a mother, a sister, brothers. On my birthday and Christmas, I have gifts. I've never celebrated my birthday in my whole life. And they threw me a party in Kansas with 40 or 50 people. These are Christian people. They're so different. But I never felt like that. Fox and his wife had even talked about adult adoption and making Archie an official member of their family. Of Fox's daughter, Archie says, oh, that's my sister. We talk all the time. We have a better relationship than I do with my own sisters back home. But it is still middle America. And Fox still gets angry when his friends post things on Facebook declaring all Muslims are terrorists or that the Muslim refugees shouldn't be allowed in America. He tries to set those people straight. In middle America, it can sometimes be a hard war to win. And Archie still thinks about home. He thought about traveling back recently. He says only two people in Afghanistan has his phone number and that those are the two that he trusts with his life. He had a Facebook for a little while, but he deleted it because he didn't want to have a connection with those people. But he still sends money back to Marawara. 
and he wants to make it big in America and build his own cricket ground. Until then, he and Fox take cricket around America, visiting schools and churches to spread the word. For his day job, Archie works with the International Rescue Committee, finding jobs for people like him. Kansas is flat. It couldn't be any more removed from the Hindu Kush that defined Archie. And there are some nights when Archie still wakes up in a panic, including on his first 4th of July. His mind is not yet trained to the difference between the sounds of fireworks and normal rockets. When his eyes close, he still sees Rahman in the shadows, Farman's face. He's still back in Afghanistan. But when his eyes are open, he's on the field, Fox's green field, and he has finally found peace. This was not Archie's dream, but it is his reality. And in some ways, it was beyond anything he ever thought about. It's his first real home. There are no bombs on this field, only cricket and love. Here, the only running he does is between wickets. Here, the only danger is when he is bowling, and here, when something goes boom, it isn't a bomb, but a thump from his blade. Now, when he fights, he is a warrior with the bat. He is truly the Shahid Afridi of Kansas. Thanks for listening to Double Century. This podcast was made entirely possible by our supporters at Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Double Century is a podcast narrated, produced, and co-written by me, Jared Kimber. Abhishek Mukherjee is the main writer, and Nick McCorriston edits, mixes, and co-produces the show. Sports Social Podcast Network.